0: Hello and welcome to the EFL show. We're on today's show, we'll be looking back at the last EFL rounds before the international break in the Championship League 1-2. I'll be joined by EFL expert Alex Dearsley again to go through the EFL. We'll also be discussing two topics like normal. It'd be the five rule that a lot of managers, including Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp have asked for, and the statement this week about EFL club. I think it's 10 EFL clubs struggling to pay their players. But first we all go for the championship then. It was a really good night of football on Friday. You had two Premier League games, an FA Cup first round game. And most importantly was the seven side derby between um, Cardiff and Bristol or the the Battle of the Birds, as some people called it, Bluebirds versus Robins. Um, Bristol City won 1-0. Chris Martin scoring after two minutes. He was a brilliant ball from Naki Wells. How did you think Cardiff did in in the game, Alex?
1: Dominated the game completely from 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 the, from the sort of fourth minute to the end, but just couldn't score. Created a lot of chances, but just couldn't score. Disappointing, but you can't defend like that at the start of a game and expect to win anything. But I thought on the whole we were the better
0: team. Did you? Why? Why didn't go right then? To get I I did watch the game and you were right Cardiff were the dominant team. Um, but Bristol did have their chances. Obviously, Chris Martin, who's been clinical in the championship the past few seasons for Derby, um, a few other clubs he's, he's been at as well. What? Why is it that Cardiff just couldn't take their chances? Because you have got the likes of High Wilson, Keeper Moore, who's been on fire, Ojo has been on form. Why is it that you just can't finish at the minute?
1: Not sure. I said I, I don't normally slag Cardiff off when they lose. Um, but I thought they'd been disappointing in certain games this year and created nothing but, to be fair, t- to that game. We just couldn't score for whatever reason. Not our le- finishing was poor. We just couldn't get on the score sheet. But I thought as a whole, we were the better team. And to outplay a team as quality as Bristol perhaps just uh, sh- shines a bit of light on the future, possibly. But we've just got
0: to take our chances when they come. A lot of people, though, have said, and we said it on the last show, a lot of people are asking for Neil Harris to. To possibly go and look at um, other managers, we'll talk about Sheffield Wednesday later that are available. Looking at the the likes of Sheffield Wednesday, who they've been linked with. As we said, we'll talk more about them later. But w- would you take any of them? The likes of Alan Pardew, um, you know, the likes of them at Cardiff, or do you want to stick with Neil Harris?
1: Myself personally would like to stick with Neil Harris. Give him at least till Easter next year, and just just see where we are. We're, we're, not, we're nothing to lose, shift, You know, we're not expected to go up. Not expected to go down, so I, I think we're on a on a season where we can just give him time to build a team he wants. And no, Alan Pardew, I think, is a decent manager. I Can't deny that. But
0: Saul Campbell, I'd, I'd rather manage Cardiff myself than have that idiot uh, manager. Sorry. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, a lot of people are, obviously he's been linked with Sheffield Wednesday, and he didn't do that well at Macclesfield. Got Southampton relegated, so he um, hasn't been very successful at, at his job. Um, but obviously for Bristol City, then they starting started the season really well. Um, you know, would you expect them to go now? Can they continue their their fine form considering the squad they got and the likes of Chris Martin and Naki Wells up front?
1: Well, they just picked up
0: that Mariapa I've noticed from uh, Watford, which I think is a good signing.
1: She's quite a versatile type player. But um, you can't tell with Bristol; they do it, they seem they to do this every season. They're the most strong team in the Championship, but then they just fade away towards the end. Um, and did a massive club. Um, I don't want to see them get to the Premiership uh, being a rival, but you could see them pushing for possibly playoffs, but I can't see them getting any of the automatic spots. Not, not with the manager they've got, no way.
0: Yeah, they obviously got rid of Lee Johnson. He was a massive success, got in playoffs every every year, pretty much. Um, even beat Man United in the Carabao uh, Cup court final, and I think he took them toe-to-toe with Man City as well. So, obviously, over the years, they've been very successful. And as you said, they signed um yesterday Adrian Mariapa from Watford. Um he's had obviously two spells at Watford. He's played for Reading, Crystal Palace. He reached the FA Cup final in two thousand sixteen against um, Man United with Crystal Palace. So a very good um experience, but that's until January on a short term contract and though Sean, the Watford fan, um, has rated him really highly and he's done well for Watford over the years and in the Premier League um, as well so on Saturday then um, you know the game's Reading lost at home to Stoke 3-0 obviously Reading starting to fall off a little now Is is do you expect them to bounce back then considering start, or or is it a bit of um, realism for the Reading fans that this squad isn't the strongest no
1: it's all, I told you at the start Reading are nowhere near good enough to go up to the Premiership with that squad I think they'll be middle of the table um, towards the bottom of the table if I'm completely honest so
0: I don't I don't they pose any threats to the to the top half, no, definitely not. I'll see uh the signs and wheels are coming off. Um for, for Stoke though, good uh, good performance there, Stephen Fletcher, Campbell and Jacob Brown on the score sheet for them, Michael O'Neill, Is is he an underrated manager in the championship? Obviously the success he's had with Northern Ireland in the past few um few international campaigns with the Euros and the qualifying coming toe-to-toe with Germany and Holland. Is he an underrated manager, would you say?
1: Yeah, he, he, he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. He, he's got the way he likes to play and, and he, he plays it. But Stoke have got a, a fabulous squad, to be fair. They've got a really, really strong squad. So I think most managers with that squad should be challenging the top half of the table um, with Stoke. But no, I think he's done well and he obviously seems to know what he's doing. And
0: I, I think he can only go the bigger and better things, to be honest. Obviously, as I said, lots of success there. Bournemouth won away at Birmingham 3-1. Um, Gone on the field got one goal and then David Brooks got two. Another highly rated um, player obviously Wales International was linked to Man United in the summer and then Scott Hogan scored for um, Birmingham. David Brooks, do you expect him to stay at Bournemouth in January considering his, um, he's had a brilliant start when, since he's come back from being injured? He's been brilliant for Wales and it was brilliant for Bournemouth do you expect him to be there for the season or possibly leave in January
1: I don't think he'll leave in January unless the Premier League clubs um, have an injury because I think most, most of the bigger signs are normally done during the summer and if he has a good uh, season with Bournemouth plays well in the Euros for Wales you can see a lot of Premiership clubs coming in for him to be honest I wouldn't say top echelon Premiership clubs but I would um, like to so Man United for example could be interested definitely
0: <laughs> um yeah, well, you know, you could have the likes of Liverpool as well. They they want anyone to play at the back, so you know, they could use Firmino at the back, they could use anyone playing centre back the way they're going. Um there but yeah, David Brooks definitely a, a young talent. Blackburn beat QPR, two one, Brenton getting one and then Adam Armstrong who started the season really well and he ended it last year really well, um, scoring it, Dykes getting a penalty four QPR. Brentford drew nil, no win Middlesbrough you one away at Derby two 0 Chapman and other Bejo. Um, obviously, we've talked about Derby and Kaku, the manager. Um, probably, it's not going well on the pitch, but off the pitch, they are having that sixty pound, sixty not pound, sixty million pound um, takeover from um, the the, um, the Saudi. I think this is Saudi. Um, sorry, the yeah, the Saudi Arabia or Abu Dhabi. Royal family, you know, what do you expect from Derby now in the next few years?
1: Oh, promotion, uh, Champions League winners, Championship winners, Premiership winners, uh, everything. No, um, it, it's a massive takeover and when this tends to happen, what they'll tend to do is get rid of the manager they've got, bring possibly a big name in, but they're going to invest the amount of money they seem to have. I don't know how true it is, how rich they are. Obviously, they, they're going to be able to afford anyone, so... I would, I would suggest that perhaps not this season, but next season they'll get promoted. And it'd be to see what they bring in, to be honest. Will they go for a big name? I think they probably will, a big name, so they could sell shirts. It's all about uh, managing the club off off the pitch, I think. So, it's, yeah, it's a huge day for Derby fans. You've got to be happy being a Derby fan, definitely.
0: Yeah, they could bring in Oligan, and he lose Man United, big name. Um, <laughs> um, no, but for Derby then, obviously, it's not the bottom of the league now, which will talk the championship table later. What, what is going wrong for Derby, do you think? Because, as you said, they probably have no offence to Barnsley, but I saw Barnsley against Cardiff, and we said last week they were really poor. But to lose 2-0 to Barnsley, and on paper, you'd say they got a better squad than them, and some of the teams towards the relegation zone. What do you reckon's is going wrong? I'm not sure.
1: I, I was amazed when I saw that result because like you said against Cardiff they were poor and they're not a great team Barnsley. I, I think they do struggle. They're they perhaps punching above their weight really being a championship um, um, club but t- to lose 2-0 to, to, to Barnsley for Derby is, is a massive blow. but nothing seems to be going right with them at all. They play as don't seem
0: that interested, they don't seem that committed so I think there's obviously underlying issues there but um, I'll be to see what happens next couple of weeks with Derby Yeah, obviously the ownership but it's just not going well on the pitch. Um, in the next thing I had this field, Drew 1-1 with Luton um, Luton obviously started the season off really well. Um, another battle of the birds Then Norwich, the Canaries against the Swan, Swansea um, Norwich won one 0 there an 84th minute winner from um Superman got the win for the Canaries. They're obviously both. I think they were they were in the top five. Both teams going into that game. So um towards the the top, they Nottingham Forest. Then they're starting to get a run together. They beat Wickham two 0 Two goals from, Lyle Taylor. Obviously signed him from Charlton. A really good um, signing. He was brilliant for Charlton last. Watford beat Coventry three two. Andre Gray who started his first game. Um, I think in months he was. He come into the starting starting lineup and he um, certainly started really, really it was his first start since November two thousand nineteen actually and he scored on um his return as well as Mar was linked with Palace, Liverpool, Man United in the summer got one of the goals there, which was enough to to get the three points for Watford against Coventry. So as you said, the international break coming up now this um no no games over the international break. Who do you reckon the International break now obviously it's gonna be loads of midweek fixtures, loads of pressure on the players to perform. Is this a a good sign for the likes of Derby that they can recoup? I don't think they have many players on international duty. I think David Marshall's obviously with Scotland. But is it is it a good time for the likes of Derby to recoup and have that rest? I think yeah, obviously. Having a rest no matter what club will suit them down to
1: the ground, especially the teams perhaps down the lower end of the Championship that um, haven't got the huge squads to, um, You know, teams like Wickham you know, they, they have a complete two week rest they train possibly but they, yeah, I think it's got to be great for them because they've played a lot and I know a lot is said about the Premier League, the clubs bless them you know, playing all these games but I'm sorry they wouldn't live in the Championship it just made me laugh and chuckle about these managers moaning about fixtures, honestly Get, get, they need to get a grip of themselves. Football is there. These are young kids at the top of their game. If they can't play three games a week, well, I'm sorry, there's something wrong somewhere.
0: But um, talk about more about the the fixtures and everything um, later as well. So the championship table then: um, Reading stay top, but that gap has been cut down to one point now. All the way. Um, by the way, they've all played eleven games. So Reading on twenty-two, Watford twenty-one, Norwich twenty-one. Bournemouth on 20, the same as Bristol City. Swansea 19, Middlesbrough in 7th on 18, Stoke then on 18. Millwall and Luton on 17, Brentford on 16, a two-point gap to twelfth Blackburn Rovers on 14, Huddersfield Town on 14, Preston, Cardiff, Barnsley, Birmingham, QPR all on 13, so tight uh, mid-table there. Rotherham on 12, Nottingham Forest on 12, Coventry 8, Wickham 7, Sheffield Wednesday on six. Um obviously they started on minus points, three wins and three draws for them now. And then Derby at bottom on six with a goal difference of minus eleven eleven for um she said the international break to see who will come, um bouncing back there obviously. Um there's gonna be more fixtures because there aren't any more international um breaks coming up. Um, one story I was going to um, talk to you about and we didn't really touch on it on the, the Premier League um, West Brom have made um, it's been strong rumours this week that they could possibly be sacking slavan Bilic after their um, I wouldn't say poor because like Max said on the Premier League show they took um, Tottenham all away the other day could have possibly won it could have should have probably beat um, Chelsea but they have been linked with possibly sacking him because they are in a relegation zone but you know, you probably expect them to be towards there, and they've been linked to Lee Bowyer. Would that be a shock to you, or would that be a good appointment?
1: I think Lee Bowyer's done really well, to be fair, for what I've seen of him. Um, but I, I just don't get what these these clubs are looking at. Like you just rightly said, West Brom are going to probably be in the relegation battle. Throughout, throughout the season. If you're in the bottom three and you get out into the bottom three the last game before the, the end of the season, what difference does it make? I, I don't know what they expect, you know. When you look at the amount of money that the teams like United, City, Liverpool throw about, Spurs, I, I don't know. I just don't know as a West Brom what, what they're actually expecting their
0: manager to do with that squad. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just a bit confused. But obviously, Lee Bowie did well at the Charlton last year considering the difficulties. Could he do a job at West Brom, do you think?
1: I, I, honestly, I honestly don't think Alex Ferguson could do a job at West Brom with that squad. It, it's not a viable squad to compete in the Premier League, no matter how many people want to say, well, they came up, they came up. Yeah, they came up. I'm not, not debating that. But this squad is not going to be anything other than the bottom four all season. So, uh, uh, for me, no, I don't think he's doing an any better job than Bilic is doing. I'm not saying Bilic is doing a bad job. And I agree with Max. They've been quite unlucky in a few of the games. So, to me, it just seems change a manager for the sake of changing manager.
0: It's modern football. Yeah, it'd be very interesting if they um, do come to light the next few weeks. Um, obviously, the the competition we both love, the FA Cup, was the uh, first round went ahead this week with non-league teams. Um, a lot of talk was whether the non-league teams could play because of, obviously, the lockdown in England. Um, they were past... So, as I said, there was one game in the FA Cup then on the Friday night in the um, early game, which was on BT, and he finished Harrogate Town 4, Skemleston United 1. I think Stade was the lowest team left in the competition, and Harrogate, obviously, they just got promoted from um, the National League last year. So, they made it through to Round 2, so brilliant performance from them. Obviously, on Saturday then, um, Tom Angels they played Bradford in the early game on. Um, Saturday on BT, obviously, they were in it for the first time since 1972, and wasn't a good memory for um Bradford, uh, for Tom and Jane Jules getting thrashed 7 0 by Bradford. Obviously, they've done very well in the cup the past few years. Uh, Exeter, be AFC filed 2 nil 2 1 then, Canby Island one two one 2 1 away at Banbury. Um, brilliant result for them, obviously, a non league team going through um you know several non-league teams that are going have gone through to the to the next round um crew won away 3-2 at Bolton Bournemouth drew 3-3 with Southend after extra time Bournemouth winning 4-3 on penalties there's no replays now they just go straight to extra time and penalties Bradley drew 3-3 with Bishop Stortford Bradley winning 3-2 on penalties Yeovil won away at, at Bromley after extra time, 1-0. Shrewsbury beat Cambridge, 2-0. Plymouth won away at Charlton, 1-0. South Shields, who was in it for the first time since their renaming. Obviously, got um, a famous town up there, home of a few um, Little Mixed Stars. They've been taken over as well yesterday by um, 750 fans, including, obviously, the Little Mixed Star, Jade well, So they're going um, places in the non-league. Marine won away at Colchester, 1-0. Uh, not 1-0, um, on penalty, sorry, it's got written down as 1-0, but they won 5-3 uh, on penalties after um, drawing with Colchester. They're Dagenham and Redbridge beat Grimsby, 3-1, sorry, that Colchester was 1-1. Dagenham and Redbridge beat Grimsby, 3-1. Gillian beat Woking, 3-2. Hole beat Fleetwood, 2-0. Portsmouth won uh, away Ipswich, 3-2. After extra time, obviously two big hitters in, League 1 there. Newport County won away at norian 2-1. Obviously, Newport County done well in the FA Cup the past few years. Lincoln beat Forest Green 6-2. Peterborough beat Oxford 2-1. Kingsland Town an upset beating Port Vale 1-0. Stogport won away at Rochdale 2-1. Um, I don't know if you saw the goal, Alex, but Wayne Rooney's brother, John Rooney, scored a, a brilliant strike from uh, the halfway line there to put Stogport through to the the next round there. Sulfur beat Hartlepool after extra time 2-0. I was 0-0 at um, full time and Jeff Stelling on Soccer Special thought, oh, Hartlepool could go through, but it wasn't enough for them. Stevenage drew a Concord Rangers 2-2. Stevenage winning 5-4 on penalties. Mansfield caused an upset, winning 1-0 away at um, Sunderland. They got um, Nigel Clough as their manager now and um, apparently he's never lost away at um, a wee side team, so a good record there. Obviously, we'll talk about more about managerial changes, but but is that a good um, a good managerial change for Mansfield? Alex getting um, Nigel Clough. Obviously, he's done well at Burton the past few years, Derby as well.
1: Yeah, I, I quite like the way he talks. I like the way he comes across. He seems like um, a decent manager to be honest. Really, when um, yeah, he tagged tell. but yeah, he does seem like a guy who gets stuck in, and he, he brings a lot of passion to the job. So I think yeah, that's quite a good appointment for Mansfield.
0: Yeah, Darlington won uh, away at Swindon 2-1. Of course, they were in the EFL a few years ago, but um, like a few other clubs, they've um, well, had financial problems and slipped down the leagues. Tramia beat Accrington 2-1. Bristol Rovers won away at Walsall 2-1. And in the late game on Saturday, Doncaster beat FC United of Manchester 5-1. Um, Deer on the early game on Sunday then at 12, it was Scunthorpe beat Solihull Moors solihill Moors going through 3-2. There, Barnett beat Burton 1-0. Eastley drew nil 0 with M.K. Dons. M.K. Dons winning 4-3 on penalties. Alden won 3-2 away at Hampton and Richmond. Um, there, Haventon and Waterlooville um, beat Grey Valley 1-0. Hayes and Yedding drew 2-2 with Carlisle. Carlisle winning 4-3 on penalties. Morecambe won away at Maldon and Titus 1-0. Brilliant game at Torquay after extra time. Crawley winning 6-5 there. Um, I mean, you know, after extra time, I think I did watch a bit. They had 18 minutes of added time. There was uh, about three goals in that um, extra time. And then people thought, oh, there's going to be an upset there. But it wasn't quite um, the case there. I think it was 18th minute, Torquay scored 24th. Torquay scored 84th minute. It was 2-1. 104th minute, it was 2-2, and 8th minute, it was 3-2 talky, like 90th minute and 21 minutes of added time, 3-3 extra time then, 102 minutes, 4-3 talkie, hundred and seven, um, five-three, 5-3 108-5-4, 113-5-5 and poorly nicked it in the 118th minute. Is is that one of the best games of football you, you've heard about or you've seen before, Alex?
1: Yeah, I did see the highlights. It was just incredible. Kick-off, score, kick-off, score, just Quite unbelievable, really, and uh, you know, yeah, great to see. And you, you know my opinions of the FA Cup, and um, I have I have talked to you about it. As far as I'm concerned, the winners of the FA Cup should uh, go into a Champions League. And um, that's another topic, but I think it's been devalued by the bigger clubs over the years. And I think I think it's a great um, great uh, tournament. I do
0: prefer the first, second, third rounds, to be honest. They're just great days to watch. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, with, with the with the non-league and Torquay, obviously we're a big club. In the, the Football League, I think they dropped down to the National League South now, so they truly caused an upset after um, beating Wigan 3-2, they actually come from being 2-0 down um, winning at uh, Wigan they obviously, Wigan won the FA Cup once in 2013 they have a, a good record, but um, starting to fall off in League 1 now, and then Blackpool beat Eastbourne 3-0, then on Monday there was an upset, um, brilliant game I did watch it Oxford City—they beat Northampton two-one to go through there. Um, Northampton did have their chances, but um, Oxford had enough to go through at Court Place Farm. Um, before I get up the, the draw for the second round, Alex, did you watch any of the the FA Cup games? And if so, was who were you most impressed with?
1: Yeah, I did watch. I did watch most of them. I watched all the highlights. going in behind the red button and. I wasn't impressed by anyone in particular. It was just a great, I just love seeing the different names, the, the clubs coming from real, real low down to the, the pyramid and just really enjoy it. So it's a great weekend for me. It's always brings back good memories. First round, second round, third round FA Cup weekends for me are just
0: absolutely fantastic and um, a long, long may it continue. Yeah, we'll see a lot of non league clubs going through there. A lot adds um, a bit of band luck. You've got the likes of Kings Lynn Town. They they caused an upset as we said. You had um, I think there was a, you had the likes of Darlington beating Swindon, Hagnham and Redbridge, Stockport, um, Marine. You had uh, Mansfield beating obviously a football league team, but they beat Sunderland. You had um, Bournemouth going through as well. So you know you, you had you had the cup upset as well. And it's it's good to see non-league teams beating these um, EFL teams, and you know a lot of people said. it it's a leveller, um, for the EFL teams, but you know, obviously it didn't show that against the non league teams. Do you reckon it is a bit of a leveller for EFL teams when they go to like these non league grounds where really you'd have probably like two hundred maybe EFL fans and five thousand odd non league fans? No, no not really I I
1: no disrespect League One and League Two grounds are not exactly um, old Trafford are they and um, in James's Park, so no, I, I don't think it's, it's that much of a level. I think it, it might be more of a level when the Premier League uh, clubs come in, but and the Championship clubs, but no, no, no I don't think it's a level at all. I just think what happens is the, the the smaller clubs are perhaps just a, a bit more, just a bit more passionate because it, it means a bit more to them. So it, it's it's just just a awesome. I, I love the FA Cup, massive fan of the FA Cup. Yeah, the same there, and sometimes I have said this in the
0: past. It can sometimes, maybe not. This season, obviously, with the likes of Torquay, that, been, that was a brilliant game. But um, most most of the season, the FA Cup has tended to be a bit more exciting than the Premier League. as we've had the likes of Sutton, didn't we? And Lincoln, two non-league teams coming through and playing Arsenal a few years ago. And beating Burnley and other big teams like that. So, it is really good to see. Um the second round draw was made on the Monday, then, before that Oxford City game. um the Ties will be played on the weekend of the 28th to 29th of November. Stevenage play Hull. Harrogate play Blackpool. Tramia play Brackley Town, non-league team. Barrow play, uh, Barrow-Wimbledon, which will be rearranged in the next few weeks, play at home to Crawley Town. Stockport be, uh, at Stockport County, sorry, playing Yeovil Town, meaning the non-league team uh, will be going through to the third round. There Plymouth, Argyle, Lincoln City. Portsmouth play Kings Lynn town, a really tough test for them. Shelton and V. Crew Alexandra. Peterborough play Chorley. Morecambe play Solihull Moors. Shrewsbury play Oxford City. Um, Mansfield play Dagenham and Redbridge. Newport play home to Solford, a tough test for Newport there. Obviously, Solford starting to find a bit of form under their new manager. Um, but Newport started the season off really well. Uh, Marine play Waterloo Waterlooville. So a non-league team going through there. Gillenham play Exeter. Canvey Islands play Bournemouth, another non league team going through to the third round there. Carlisle play Doncaster. Barnet play MK Dons. Bristol Rovers play Darlington and Bradford. City play Aldham. So they'll be played over there. The FA Cup um, TV ties will be announced there. But did you like the idea what BBC and BT were doing? Pretty much showing most of the non league team games. I think they showed three on um, 3 o'clock Saturday, obviously the early games and the the Friday and Monday games were on um B T and B B C and all the the Sunday games were. Do you like the idea of that? Obviously in these times?
1: Yeah I do. 'Cause it's it's great you can see all the different um clubs, the different grounds, the different um games and the goals going in. Yeah, I I did enjoy it to be sure. I didn't bother watching the Premier League on Sunday afternoon, you know, I just watched the FA cut the majority of it. So uh yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, long may it um continue with um with them, but hopefully sooner or later we can have um, fans back in stadiums. As we said, there's been a few managerial um, changes, but the biggest one was, obviously, Gary Monk getting sacked from Sheffield Wednesday. Um, one place off bottom, obviously, they did start on minus points, but they've gone off it. What were your initial thoughts on that? I'm quite shocked, to be fair. I, I, didn't, I Well, I've seen a Sheffield Wednesday. They've, they've been playing OK, Um so I was a bit
1: shocked. They've had a few injuries. A- I noticed Aiden Flint on car I got injured. He's out for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I was, I was. Didn't see that coming. I thought they might have given him a bit longer. So um, I don't know who they've been linked with. I think you said Saul Campbell and um, is it Lee Bowyer? So we to see it, it, who get, who does get the job.
0: They've been linked with Nigel Pearson, obviously at Watford, Leicester, Phil Neville. Um, as well. I think, as you said, Sol Campbell's been linked, Lee Johnson ex-Bristol City, Alan Pardew as well uh, has been linked. Yeah, out of the names I've just said, then who, who would you think would do a good job there?
1: I'm not sure. I, th- I think Pardew's underrated. I know people take the mick out of him a lot because he's a bit Mr Smooth and he's dancing and the FA Cup final against Man United, but I think he's a decent manager at that level and I think he, he could push them on to possibly get um middle of a table finish but again they're not on a high to nothing they started with minus um, points okay it was reduced but they're still not going to not going to get far I don't think
0: no matter what they do so it's, it's perhaps a season to build build for next season and they have got to be fair to them they have got a good squad of players and um, as you said they've had um, you know they've had the likes of they've robbed Cardiff and a few players Flint and, and Patterson as well but they have got um, a very good squad as well. So um, you know, as you said, they start on minus points. You wouldn't expect them to go any more further than that, but it'd be very interesting to see where they can um, possibly push up and see where high they can go. Uh, a few other changes then. Salford named Swindon Town boss. Ricky Wellens is their new manager until the end of two thousand and two to twenty three. Um Barnsley obviously sat uh, Gert Struber a few weeks ago. He went off... Well, he didn't sack him. He went off to New York Red Bulls, and they brought in Vlan in mile. um, mile. He was taking charge of the, the two games now against Cardiff and Barnsley. Um, as we said, Nottingham Forest had Chris Hewton for that, Sabri Lamucci. Um, Salford obviously got rid of that Graham Alexander. Um, Mansfield got rid of Graham Cole in to get in. Um, Nigel Clough, which is a great appointment. And Mike Jackson got sacked, Um by Tramia on deadline day, so they're looking for um, a new manager If If one club is um, likely to sack their manager, who who would it be, do you think, next in the EFL? Oh,
1: that's a tough question. I don't want to commit to any... You know, no, I'm not going to answer that. I don't know. That's, that's, that's Derby? Question. <laughs> you, you would, would think Derby are going to be the famous being
0: bottom of the league, but again, um, are they just going to hold out and, and see what happens? I'm not sure it would be very interesting um, what they do there. Um, so our the, uh, debate topic now is uh, we'll start off with the, the five sub rules. Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp have been um, big uh, big promoters of this to try and bring it into the Premier League. Obviously, he was in the Premier League towards the end of last season. I think he's still in um, the Bundesliga and La Liga now and it's being used in the Champions League and the Europa League. First of all, do you think they should bring it back?
1: Yeah, there's two arguments to this. Um, I like to say suck it up, buttercups, to all the the top-class managers that are moaning and moaning. They've got squads there that other teams can only dream of. So I'm sorry, boys, suck it up, buttercups. But I do believe that it is silly to take it from three to five, being in mind it has been through the pandemic, Everything is changing, so it does seem a silly decision to, to to make only three subs because it does protect your players. But it, it royally annoys you when you've got Guardiola and Klopp and all these top managers moaning. Like, you know, I, I'm doing well to hold my frustrations back. It, it really, really annoys me. And it, it's great to see a club like Burnley saying, "Well, that's great for them to bring on five subs because they've got so much depth." Burnley probably haven't got five class clubs. so so it's yet
0: again it's just a suit that, that the top six. Modern football, say no. <clears throat> Um, as you said there, though, but a lot of teams have had and You saw Gareth Bale go off for Tottenham, but you could argue, as we say on the football show, is that because Jose didn't want him to go under um, that Arsenal coach just taking charge of um, of uh, Wales during this international break. Wales obviously lost Aaron Ramsey to a thigh injury, um, but to be fair to him, he never seems to turn up for the the big games. Uh, they lost Wayne Hennessy, Adam Davis, Stokekeeper, Joe Allen, Robson Carnu. You had um, Ben Cabango went off um, for Swansea. He was injured in the warm-up against Brentford a few weeks ago. So, just looking at Wales for example, they got a lot of injuries and you've got like the Liverpool, they've got an injury crisis. They've had um, all them defenders go out. You've had like positive COVID tests as well, which hasn't hasn't really helped. Um, you look at other teams as well around the world. I know as I said, Bayern Munich um, and Bundesliga teams do it, but they were without Joshua Kimmich. So, it's not just, I suppose, teams in England that are um, and losing these players to injury. And You know, looking at the 13 players, I know I shouldn't be um, sympathetic for Liverpool, but you have, I suppose, in some way, considering they've lost 13 key players. As you said, it's a big squad Believe they've lost. They had Alisson out, Van Dijk's obviously out, Gomez, Matip, Fabinho. Arnold, Thiago, Oxley, Chamberlain, um, Jordan, Henson, Kaita, Mane, Shaquille have all been out so far this season. But then you think, obviously, with players, you know, hopefully they don't. But the risk of them um, catching coronavirus and you know going away to the international break, like Christian Pulisic, as he got um, injured, knew, well, he was injured for Chelsea, and he's got injured on USA. He's gone back to Chelsea instead of playing against Wales. So. Don't you think, you know, this five-sub, you should be a bit lenient and bring this five-sub roll back?
1: Yeah, like I said, I, I think you've got to go with the times. I, I didn't see the point of him taking it down back to three, I, I'll be honest. But what I'm saying is I am fed up of hearing about injuries. Honestly, injuries are not a new thing in football. Uh, you, you know, your dad will tell you someone played in an FA Cup final, a goalkeeper with a broken neck. And you've got these players yeah. moaning. I'm sorry, I, I just don't, I'm, I'm not going along with it. I just... I can't, I, I, I it, it really annoys me If you look back at the Liverpool team Who were by far much better than this Liverpool team I don't care what anyone says In the, the 80s They were playing week in, three or four games a week You had FA Cup ties going to replays Extra replays, extra time Now it's extra time and penalties in the first game And they're still moaning I'm sorry footballers, get a grip and get on with your job You uh, paid, paid well enough If you're not fit enough, that's up to you Don't go crying to me, just get fitter I'm sorry, it, it, it's starting to really annoy me that footballers all they
0: want is everything in their own way. It, it, it's just starting to really wind me up. I'm sorry, it, it really is. <laughs> you, you're right on that sense. Obviously, they get paid ridiculous money. That's, that's another debate for, for another day. But you have got to think, and, you know, Ollie going so short. I agree. It's good to have the football on and they're getting paid loads of money, you know, or any of us could dream of getting paid, especially like NHS workers, for example. During the pandemic, they get paid, you know, footballers get paid 100 times more than them a day. Um, but, you know, is it a bit, have you got to be a bit lenient to the players? And not just, obviously, the lack of Man United, Man City, but even to like League One and Two clubs, that the, the scheduling is a bit, you know, especially to the top clubs, it is a bit damaging because you've had the start of the season, you had the end of, obviously, they had that long breakout during lockdown. Come back in June, it was um, bang, bang, bang. You had the Europa League and the Champions League with Man United and Man City taking part. I know they did have a rest of the first, the first week, but then you've had League Cup the first few weeks and now you had the international break and then you had the games and you've had another international break and then you've had Champions League and Europa League start and you've got another international break. Now you're going into a, a Christmas period where you're playing like every, every two days. Have you got to be considerate a little no.
1: Absolutely not. And yet again, if you look at the League 1 and 2 teams who, who play on, on weaker pitches, they don't get ferried by like little man United players tucked up in a lovely bus, listening to their iPads. I'm sorry, look at their injuries. Nowhere near as bad as the Premier League ones, but anyone ever talks about is the top clubs. No, i got no sympathy for them. I, how about you get up every single day? You go to work in a factory every single day. You look forward to watching these footballers play. I'm sorry, i got no sympathy at all. And I might I'm, It might be outdated. I might feel that People are saying, but no, I've got no sympathy for any Premier League player ever. Because I'm sorry, you paid the money. They don't have to get up and go to a factory and work all day on your hands and your knees. I'm sorry. No, no sympathy whatsoever. Suck it up or don't bother playing. You know Like you said, go and work for the NHS and see how tough that is. But they got to kick a ball around, bless them. No well,
0: no sympathy whatsoever. Get on with it. It is, it is. But, but on Olly Gunnar Sochial's point... Obviously, we played, when we said that on the Premier League show, we played at Turkey on Wednesday, um, despite the result. It was um hard trip. Um, we played on Turkey on Wednesday, then we didn't get back till 4 a.m. They did give us a day off on the Thursday and then Friday was training and then we played in the early games, so they all had to be like, presume ready at 6 so they didn't have much rest time. Do you think the Premier League could have been a bit more considerate for us? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not going
1: to. But, but, but what people seem to forget, um, and, and people, they, they don't queue up at an airport like we would. They don't queue in a line to get themselves customs checked. They get COVID tests. They got private jet. They got first class travel. So, no, I'm sorry. Man up, woman up, whatever the word is supposed to. Be. Get on with it. Stop the moaning. If you don't want to play football, go and get a job in a supermarket and get up out of bed at six in the morning and go and work hard and get paid peanuts for it.
0: No, no sympathy. Premiership clubs no chance. Modern football, say no. It is, it is a, an extreme thing. Um, the moving on then, which um, is blends in a little. Um, it was sadly announced this week by MPs in um, the House of Lords and um, Parliament that ten EFL um, teams, English Football League clubs, are struggling to pay their wages this month. Um, the EFL chairman Rick Parry said to strike a deal with the Premier League. I don't think they did announce what clubs um, they were as well. Obviously, in the past, you've had Macclesfield, Bolton um, and Berry, Obviously, who sadly went out of business. Bolton did survive. And then Macclesfield were relegated because they got wound, um, not that kind of wound up, but um, from the high court and going into administration. You know, what can be done to, to solve this then, Alec?
1: Well, I know exactly what can be done. The media stop getting on Pep Guardiola feeling sorry because they can only going make three subs and start looking at the clubs down the bottom half of the pyramid in the league's ones and twos. They can't pay their bills. And you've got the Premier League earning, what was it, two billion last year? Where's that money going? Oh, I know where it's going, into the pockets of rich people who want to keep football for the, for the top six only. And this is my point. That the media hardly picked up on this story that ten clubs, ten clubs could go out of business. But all they're concerned about is oh poor oh, Pep, or poor Man United, or oh, poor Liverpool, they got an injury. I, I I'm sorry, I, I it just makes me angry. I I I just I just give up. I absolutely give up it. And I and I honestly think the way it's going, that football could go plop because I think if fans start realising they don't care they've the little clubs. All they care about is the rich owners, the rich premiership players who've got these multi million pound contracts.
0: But they got to play five games a week oh but but, I, but but i suppose the question is and going back onto that picture scheduling i, I understand your point as obviously as a, as a fan of not just man united and obviously you can if we both love watching football and everyone does on on these radio um shows and obviously a far more lot of people love it and um especially during the lockdown it did you know get it through because you look forward to a half five game and then watching an eight o'clock game or etc but is it is it a bit demanding that you've got the the Nations League the EFL Cup the FA Cup not just for the Premier League for League Two teams um, as well you've got the EFL Trophy you've got the Carabao Cup some players go on to international duty you've just got to look at for example Newport County and Grimsby both that game's got cancelled on um the weekend because of international call ups for for teams like Newport and Grimsby. Then is it a bit demanding? You got internationals, you got the FL Trophy, Carabao Cup, League yeah. Two, which is playing is 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 it and not just for the League Two, but the Premier League Post and the Championship as well. I, could I could don't... they cut down one competition?
1: Possibly, i I got, I got no sympathy for championship clubs or premiership clubs, I haven't, I'm sorry for, for clubs in League 1 and 2, it's a completely different scenario they go into these clubs, they train, they don't they don't get their dinner cooked for them they don't get their washing done for them, they don't get their boots cleaned for them they don't get all their meals put on plates for them like Liverpool do, like Man United do, they don't travel in planes in this country, so uh, yes admittedly, League 1 and 2 need to be looked after but don't give me nonsense about the premiership clubs Man United took a flight to half their games this year, private flights. Now, you wouldn't see a league one or two players getting a private flight. Uh, it, it's, it's completely, for me, it's completely top-heavy just to suit the, the, the so-called big boys of, of, of the country.
0: And, and I've had enough of it. And I'm standing up to these big boys trying to get on with it. Um, obviously, you talked about money for the FL clubs. Um, Obviously, during the international break, Sky are putting on some league one and two games. I think Bolton on Friday and there's um, another another few games. Do you reckon um, not having a go at Sky Year? Obviously, they've got the streaming service, the iFollow on the EFL website for these EFL clubs. Could the um, TV do do a bit more? Because I, I don't know the figures. You might notice I, I don't know the figures for um, the iFollow and um, different clubs. Um, but you wouldn't obviously probably think it was as much as you would get on, on Sky and the BBC, as we said about the FA Cup, could maybe, um, for the FL Cubs first, could maybe a bit more TV games like the Championship all the games are put on telly and midweek? Could you do the same for League 1 and 2?
1: Yeah, I,
0: it is difficult because we all
1: know, and again, I'm not going to be silly, we all know that the, the bigger clubs are going to get more people following them. So if you put a Man United game on and you put a Rushton and Diamonds game on, most people will watch Man United. I've got no... Issue with ever admitting that the Premiership is the best league to watch, best standard course. I'm not even going to debate that. But what I'm debating is that it does seem a bit top-heavy. they not a lot. To be fair to Sky, they do do a lot on the EFL, but I still think more money could be invested into these clubs to keep these clubs going. And I don't know how or or why because. It is difficult because you could get a championship, for example, Vincent Tan. He's a very rich man. He doesn't need people helping him out. But his clubs in league in championship, like Wickham, who might struggle to play their players towards the end of this. Do you know what I mean? So it's a very difficult yeah. conversation to have. But I, 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 in my opinion, I think the national league and lower need to be looked after, and League One and Two need to be looked after because for me, that's what. That's where a lot of players come from, you know. Not so much now, because obviously people come through the the academies, but, for example, take Dele Okay, he's struggling at the moment. He's a quality, quality player, and he's come through Milton Keynes-Dons. Now, if, for example, Milton Keynes-Dons weren't there, where where would he he have come through? Would he have got his experience playing in the lower leagues to make him a better player in the Premier League? I I don't know. It's not an easy decision, but I think the lower clubs need to be looked after a bit more. that's, That's all.
0: Yeah, you look at the likes of Exeter City there over the years. Ollie Watkins and Ethan Ampadu coming through as well, as you said, Emke Donson and Delhi Alley as well, obviously. Um, as I said, the, the Sky, I think, Bolton Salford on Friday um, in, in League 2 and League 1 is, is Plymouth Portsmouth. So obviously, they'll get a bit more um, money money towards it. But, you know, one final point, the pay-per-view games then, obviously, that's set to be scrapped. Is, is that a good thing for... Um, the Premier League, or, or do you think that is a bit of a a kick in the teeth, and the clubs won't be happy with that?
1: I I'm not sure because I think if again, if you're talking about the middle of the road Premiership clubs and the post, the bo- the bottom half of the Premiership clubs, I think it's fair because it means you can't get to the grounds. You can see you can see a team. So it does seem a bit like like you said, Man United's most games the Man United are involved in are on telly, so it's not really an issue for the top probably six. But I think for for, for the clubs lower down, it's got to be a bit more fair for them at least their fans can see. All their games don't have to put their hand in their pocket you know to watch it, so i, I think it's a good thing, I said many might argue,
0: but I definitely think it's a good thing so you know would you would if you were ahead of Sky now obviously we don't we don't know the situation in Sky, obviously to be fair to Sky, and we've got to give them credit on behalf of the EFL that they do a lot for the EFL, they put all the games on, they do get a bit more money. Could they show possibly more League one two games, or you know is that a bit out of the reach, do you think? Uh, it, is, it is difficult
1: because, as much as people like yourself, my, you know the, the guys Lloyd and, and Matt love your football. A lot of people don't love it to the extent that you guys would. So, if you put, for example, a game on, uh, not sure Barnett versus I don't know Rochdale, is anyone really going to watch it? And that's what Sky have got to be aware of. What's the point of taking all the cameras there where you're not going to get many people watching yeah, okay. it? So it is very difficult. It's a very difficult. Argument, you know, I, I'm not saying treat League One and Two the same because they're not as big as the Premier League clubs, or they never will be. But I still think the Premier clubs could do perhaps a bit more just to invest in in the lower leagues. I'm, I'm not saying how or or, or how they could do. I'm not saying it's an easy decision to make, but it, it's it's a
0: very difficult one to be honest. I, I'm not sure what the answer. <laughs> be very interesting to see what goes on just before we end. Then we've got. Um... Bit of news um, as well that we've just talking about Sheffield Wednesday. Um, it looks like now that is set to be Tony Pulis is set to be named manager of Sheffield Wednesday and is set to be announced today. A good appointment for Sheffield Wednesday.
1: Yeah, to be fair, he's you know what you're going to get with him. It's going to be very route one football, a bit like Neil Warner, but he, he does get the job done wherever he goes. So as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, I wouldn't be disappointed. with Pulis definitely not.
0: Uh, and as well, the player of the round for the FA Cup has been announced and unsurprisingly, he was involved in probably the best game of the round and he was Tom Nichols of, of Crawley Town getting it um, there. So that's it for the EFL show this week. We'll be back after the international break to go through the, the championship rounds coming back and I'm sure we'll um, find a debate and try to annoy Alex about the Premier League again um, yeah. on on some some debate there. But um be very interesting to see what happens with the five-sub rule and the, the TV games over the coming weeks. Obviously, the international break now um, to see what games will be put on, on free view. think they'd be put on more on Sky, more on BT, possibly um, BBC as well, getting some of the big games. Um, Amazon as well. Obviously, they, they actually have rights in December and Boxing Day to have um, some live games will they put some free on their their website as well and um i think sky as you said massive credit goes to them during these times and i think they put the, the scotland serbia game on on pick which is free view, and um northern ireland's game tonight um on um i think challenge as well another freeview channel so is, is that a good move do you think
1: yeah i think so definitely i, I think that, that that will be appreciated by a lot of um international fans, and I think I think the international games, they're huge for Scotland and Northern Ireland, so at least a lot more people can watch them.
0: Yeah, obviously, as you said, a few England games on preview, and every Wales game is on S4C, but uh, massive good luck to Scotland and Northern Ireland tonight, obviously, hopefully they get through and make it all for British teams in the um, Euros, but uh, for us, you, or keep safe, thank you for listening.
1: In the whole other life there was this boy that I knew. He made me feel like a woman we were young and still fools. Anyway, he was in the band.
0: Roll of songs about me. I wasn't crazy about the words. But the melodies were sweet. When someone like
1: doo Every time we go dancing, I see his straying eyes. gave him too many chances, pushed my keys too many times. Anyway, he we start answering up, and I'll be on my
0: way to leave. But I stopped in my tracks when I heard this melody. And it went like- do 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 doo 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 He danced, so he had control of my feet. Yes, when he came along, that's when I lost the group. There was no song in the world to sing along or make me move. Sounds like you.